Hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of Level Up. I'm Cody Kiesel. And I'm Graham Hall. And uh, We're alive. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we are. We're alive. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Uh, it's been a hot minute. Uh, both of our lives got a little hectic uh, mm-hmm. for, for over the past couple of weeks. And so it, it, it pushed us back a week from our normal release. But uh, but we're here and we're ready to yes. talk about Vigi Games. Uh, and we've got a pretty big topic and it's it's going to end up being a two-parter uh over this episode mm-hmm. and the next one but pretty pretty big topic uh this week um we're going to talk about uh covid's kind of impact on the gaming industry and, and gaming yep. culture um since we're hopefully seeing the light at the end of the tunnel on this shit uh i know things right. won't go back to 100 percent normal uh for a while if ever but at least you know some semblance of normal within the next six months or so so yeah yeah i mean we finally have a uh a solid hopefully release date for the next marvel movie so i mean that's that's a sure sign things are starting to (laughs) that really marks the bad the return to normalcy right there (laughs) the first release of a marvel movie after I really, really hope that uh, the second half of the year's movie schedule doesn't get messed up. Man, I really need my Dune and my Halloween Kills and my James Bond. I need the, what is it? Like, oh yeah, James Bond. That is another one that's been delayed. Oh, and Fast and Furious as well. Those are the four that I'm like looking forward to the most. I was the most bummed out about. There wasn't, James Bond was like getting delayed before COVID even happened like didn't it get delayed a couple times I th- before i think for both james bond yeah i think it was but i think both james bond and fast and furious delayed for oh, reasons other than covid but they used covid as like an excuse because mm. i mean either that or the the people deciding the delay on fast and furious were just geniuses who knew that this was <laughs> going to take way longer than anybody else thought um because they were they delayed Fast and Furious for like a year, and they delayed James Bond for a year. So, yeah. And that was back early on in the pandemic. That wasn't like like Dune got delayed a year, but that was you know, in October, <laughs> when we already already knew like ah okay yeah this never gonna end okay, <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, we're gonna talk about. It, this completely effect, not on the movie industry, but <laughs> on the gaming industry today. Um, yes, and we're gonna and, um, we're gonna talk about the positive stuff today because yeah, I was gonna say, despite it's a face. pandemic, <laughs> it being a pandemic, there this actually was pretty positive for the gaming industry as a whole. Um, I would say. Yeah, I think I mean, somehow financially, this has been like probably the most like lucrative year for the game industry ever yeah um because i mean i guess tying it back into the movies i mean there's not really any movies to go see yeah yeah the (laughs) gaming and streaming really just like yeah hit it big during all of this because we're all stuck in our houses and looking for things to do and i mean i think a good place to start is with Animal Crossing, right? Yes. Because I don't think that would have been anywhere near as big as it was if it if the pandemic hadn't happened. Uh, I think it would have been popular and it would have been big, but it went well yeah. beyond what anyone expected because it went past the normal audience. Um, not just for Animal Crossing, but for video games in general. Um, and I think that was kind of like a precursor to the rest of it. Uh, and then, of course, Among Us later on once we all got cynical um (laughs) yes and wanted to kill our friends um, and lie to them but yeah i I think this year of like all of us being stuck inside which i mean to be to be honest with you that's not really any different than my normal life but i was already playing video games so yeah for everyone else (laughs) um being stuck inside kind of just help them gravitate towards games because that's a way you can stay inside, but still feel productive and active. Um, so yeah. 
just I guess maybe to illustrate, I think, just I mean how big we're talking here, um, is I just found this this graph of um, like Animal Crossing sales figures for each game in the series. Mm, yeah. So <coughs> until until twenty twenty, the highest selling Animal Crossing game was New Leaf on the 3DS. And that sold about twelve and a half million copies. Wow, that's more than I expect. Mm. I played that game on the DS. It was good. Any any guesses uh, how much how much uh, New Horizons? Oh, sold double or triple that. At least thirty one million copies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's... So, and every um, single one of that's... those was also a Switch. Yeah, that was the other thing is, I mean, I had a Switch, so I didn't have to worry about that. this, but, like, you couldn't find a Switch, like, the first few months of of the pandemic, just, they were just selling out everywhere, because people were just buying them up for, you know, stuff to do. Um, that and the other game was Ring Fit, Ring Fit Adventure, I never got into that one, but that was another big big video game um that kind of i think released before like i think that released at the end of 2019 but like really hit it off um with uh the pandemic so (laughs) yeah yeah again people just trying to stay active uh in that case physically but yeah yeah it's it's been uh, a banger year for nintendo i would say uh for that exact Mm -hmm. reason um, but then, I mean, <clears throat> uh, for every other console maker as well, um, yeah. I mean, part of the reason you can't get an Xbox Series X, Series S, or a PS5, we'll talk about next week with the supply chain stuff, but another part of the reason is because the demand is so high. Like, yeah, everyone wants one, and I've seen plenty of people on like the Reddit and stuff who are like, "Well, couldn't get my hands on one, but I wanted one so bad, I just got a an Xbox One X or a One S, and that's fine with me," you know. Um, and I think, I think this is going to end up showing that Microsoft's strategy is was very smart, and that mm-hmm. Sony missed an opportunity here with that Series S. Yeah. Because that lower price point is going to look real nice to these newer people who are coming to gaming for the first time or are coming back to gaming after they gained as kids. Uh, And being able to spend $300 and get a console that can still stream 4K and can play 1440p, you know, most of these people aren't going to care if it's 4K, 60 FPS. You know what I mean? Um, But being able to stream Netflix 4K is going to be a big deal to them. So being able to you know save 200 bucks and and get that, yeah, that's going to be huge. Uh, not to mention it looks better than the PlayStation 5. So uh, that helps, I'm sure. For like a normal person who doesn't want like something on their their TV stand that screams I'm a gamer. Um, yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's going to be really big. Uh, in Microsoft's favor. Um, Not to mention the big one, which is Game Pass, right? Um, Yeah, that is... um, Like, I kind of just follow what's going on with Game Pass, and I'm always just constantly jealous. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you you could fix that, bud. (laughs) I have have weighed the... The pros and cons. You don't have a um, you don't have a uh, 4K TV, right? Mm-mm. I mean, a Series S would be great for you. That's you know that's what. If I were to get an Xbox, that's probably the one that I would get. They're in stock. Um, like that's easier to get. Those yeah. stock last for like days when they come back in stock, as opposed to the Series <laughs> X. That lasts. Wants those. The Series X doesn't even last ten minutes, man. It's unless it's all access and people don't want to do it that way, but yeah, um, yeah, I, that's an easy, easy way to do it. Although, if I were you, I might would hold out just a little longer because I have a feeling we're gonna see 
uh, a dongle of some kind, like a little Chromecast with Google TV, but Xbox, mm. right? Microsoft's kind of take on that with the Xbox OS as the OS for it and everything and xCloud or what is it? Xbox Game Cloud, I think is what they're, or Cloud Gaming or whatever they're calling it now. Um, as like the way to play games. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think Game Pass was already on like a good trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the pandemic just put it in the hyperdrive. Like that was like pressing NOS on this thing. Um, <laughs> and it, I mean, it helps that, you know, they bought Bethesda. So people started to expect Bethesda games to come there. And now, now they've mm-hmm. dropped on there. It helps that they've gotten yeah, they got EA Play on there, and now it's actually on uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC as well. EA Play is on there now. Um, so it's not like they've been sitting on their laurels, right? Like they're they're still making progress and doing big things, but with people being stuck inside and then turning their attention into gaming and then finding out, hey, what what is it? Netflix of gaming kind of thing right here. Oh, it's not on PlayStation. Oh, Nintendo doesn't really have that. Wow, this is a pretty good deal. Let me try that out. Um, and especially since you get a... If you don't care about performance or load times, and you're a very patient person, um, <clears throat> which is not me, um, you can get a 1S or... Yeah, you can get a 1S and, you know be fine for a while um, yep. and then get access get game pass and just have access to so much right out the box um, and I I think that has pulled a lot of people in during this time yep. period as well and I think there's a lot of people who were on Xbox and especially PC who hadn't really looked at game pass and now have it because of the pandemic Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of looking at, just out of curiosity, because I know, um, you know, PlayStation has their own similar thing. It's actually, I just, I think they reduced the price on it because it's the same price as, uh, as uh, Game Game Pass, but it just doesn't have, I don't know, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't have the EA stuff it doesn't have i don't know it looks like it has a lot of games but a lot of them are just like previous gen games that are like you can only stream so it's like i don't know it's not great but um but yeah no i totally like you know this i can imagine like their sales like the the sales for game pass have just taken off that's probably why they could do things like the ea deal and and all that all the 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 great stuff they're doing yeah i i agree um and i mean we we would be remiss to not mention the fact that uh both watching esports and just watching game streaming in general has like exploded even more than it already was. It was already like <laughs> growing immensely, right? But I think this yeah. has just skyrocketed it because people who previously were, you know, like, ah, I don't get it. Why are you watching them? I don't have time to watch that and all that kind of stuff. Suddenly they had time and they were bored. So they're just like, you know what? I've never liked this before, but I'll just you know, go try it. And then they searched until they happened to find somebody they enjoyed and found entertaining. And now, you know, they're huge fans. Um, Twitch's numbers have just ballooned. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. And, uh, and esports are actually pretty popular, uh, despite some of the hiccups. Obviously, I, I don't think esports could capitalize on it quite as much as they would have liked because the way that esports were set up pre-pandemic was everybody went to a place and played on a local network, um, which I, I get from like a performance standpoint and a competitive standpoint, but it really hampered them from being able to take advantage of this situation early on. 
and they had to kind of rework the entire way that they put on their competitions. Uh, and some yeah. uh, organizations uh, pivoted faster and better than others. Um, I think League of Legends, Legends actually did a, an exceptionally good job, uh, while ones like Overwatch did not. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know I I still think that they grew a bit, and mm-hmm. that the the growth in watching game streaming will eventually affect watching esports as well. Because um, yeah. once you get used to watching games one way, it's a natural step to watch the next one, especially if whoever you're watching the streaming talks about it or it's, you know, you get to be part of the community for that game and then they're talking about it and then you'll go and watch it. So, But not you, Greg. Yeah. You're, you're immune. You didn't even watch games. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like we've, had the esports conversation on this show at some point um <laughs> um but yeah i i i did not succumb to the to the to the esports personally but i can i can i can definitely see how like you know you're sitting if you're sitting around with nothing to do um you know can kind of see how You'd be like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll check this out. Um, well, and game streaming has the added bonus of feeling like human connection hmm. during a time when you know human cr- connection was greatly decreased yeah. for a lot of people who really care about that. So, yeah, I thought I didn't until uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I I think that that kind of leads into like the speaking of human connection i think that kind of leads into you know some like multiplayer games i think have mm-hmm. really like been huge i mean we talked about animal crossing another one was fall guys yeah i know that really that really took off um it helps that i think they gave it away to uh, ps4 players but um uh, even beyond that like it it's like this whole whole uh whole hit i think didn't epic just buy it uh yes i believe so yeah um so yeah they're like yeah that took off and then the other the other big the other uh big hit was among us which was actually i think what 2019 game i think that originally came out yeah and then just kind of out of nowhere just kind of exploded Onto the scene. I'm telling you, man, people got cynical. <laughs> <laughs> we were all in the in the first half. We were all like, "Oh yeah, happy go lucky. We're gonna make it through this, guys. We're we're all in this together. <laughs> That's why we played on Animal Crossing." Uh, and you know, during the transition, everybody played Fall Guys because it's like a little more competition, but it's cute and fun. And then we're just straight up. No, I want to lie to you and kill you. And, be suspicious of everyone around me. <laughs> it's uh, it's because all the people who played Animal Crossing lived through the bunny event in uh, <laughs> April. Anyone who's played an- who played Animal Crossing during April last year knows the bunny event. <laughs> That's that that destroyed, I think, the uh, optimism of of every Animal Crossing player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. And I, I think it's outside of those that kind of just like all of a sudden became popular unexpectedly. I think mm-hmm. it also just helped to increase the number of people playing the mm-hmm. ones that were already big, you know, um, like Fortnite. I know World of Warcraft yeah. had a big resurgence. Part of that was the release of a new expansion, but part of it as well was the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and a couple other of the big ones just got bigger. Um uh, Yeah, and it's. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's all like multiplayer stuff either. Like, yeah, no. I mean, single player stuff did kind of. I mean, it did do a lot better too, but like not to the, not to the extent of uh, the multiplayer. Like, I think the big, the only 
big like single player thing I think of that has like dominated the discussion was um Last of Us Part Two. Well, in Cyberpunk, um, but not for oh, good in reasons. <laughs> well, <laughs> neither or uh, neither was um, Last of Us Part Two, depending on who you ask. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I guess like, uh, yeah, I mean those are the really the two big ones. Um, whereas you know you, uh, you just keep listing off the multiplayer stuff. It's just it's just crazy yeah. it makes sense yeah it does definitely reaching out for that human connection um, and i think for the single player stuff part of that is uh, you know being people being drawn to multiplayer but part of it is also is um that i think people played more games mm-hmm. right so i mean for instance when you have something like game pass occasionally you'll get one that's a big hit with everyone, but m- most of the time you're going to end up, everybody's playing a different game because there's true, so true. many different ones to choose from. So like none of them have that big spike, but they, it's kind of like uh, the tide raises all boats kind of thing. Um, so like gaming, single player gaming got more popular in general, but because it was over such a wide variety of games, there wasn't necessarily a, a standout. No, that make that makes sense because a lot of I mean I definitely played more more games um, than usual the past year and yeah, um, but I mostly just dug into my backlog so I wasn't like <sighs> playing a lot of so I I mean imagine there's I mean we're all gamers we all have enormous backlogs i'm sure there's a lot of that too Play, yeah. playing some game from like three years ago that you never got a chance to, to beat or whatever by the way their episode idea for after this pandemic episodes right there top five games in our backlog that we want to want to play oof oof that's hard you're gonna have to do some that's prep hard. for that episode <laughs> my big my big one was near near automata or near automata oh that's so. on uh that's on game pass that is that is that is a good one. Seems weird as fuck, um, but not as weird as like is, Persona, so I can so I can handle it. Um, <laughs> or Shin sure, Megami we'll say Tensei. not as we- <laughs> we'll say not as weird as Persona. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> and I think part of the the multiplayer effect as well is that you know you're going to be drawn to the games that your friends play, where a single player you play mm-hmm. whatever you want. So um, that's going to lead to multiplayer games ballooning a lot more than single player ones more often than not. So, yeah. Um, plus, uh, I think you play those games for different reasons. As you were saying, like this multiplayer you play for like social interaction and competition mm-hmm. and for fun. But yeah, but single player games have to compete with things like movies and TV shows and books because that's more of that kind of experience, just interactive. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's and actually... YouTube videos and every other piece of content <laughs> that you can consume basically is what I mean. But yeah. Yeah. I'm a little scary to look at my, my YouTube <laughs> uh, stats for the last year. <laughs> um, Aren't we all? <laughs> um, but yeah i think i think yeah, i think it's just combination of you know just having more time and not really having anywhere to go and it's just i don't know it's 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 been an amazing kind of an amazing year for 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 games uh and i kind of wish i uh, had video game stocks, um, you know, a year ago, <laughs> <laughs> right? Wish I had GameStop six months ago. Um, that's a whole other thing. Let's not talk about that one. Oh boy. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, so I, I think my big question come out of this is: Do you think these effects will like stick around, or do you think this is purely pandemic related and once we get on the other side of this thing back to some semblance of normalcy it'll kind of fade 
I think my my completely non professional opinion is <laughs> I believe that um that it will be better than it was before, but not as crazy as it's been this last year. Um you know, I think you're gonna find there's a lot of people I think who've maybe picked up video games again during the last year um that haven't played in a while and maybe they've kind of you know got back into it or i don't know i i think i think we're just gonna see it i, I think it'd be better to compare um you know i think it'd be uh i guess better to compare 2020 to like 2019 or 2021 or maybe 2022 to like 2019 um in terms of in terms of getting a good grasp on you know how 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 the industry is going to grow in the long term but i think um i think it's it's definitely not going to be as big um if that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of agree. Uh, that's a very conservative way to look at it, you know, um, and very safe way to look at it, I would say. Probably yeah. pretty accurate. Um, but I, I don't know. I get the feeling that maybe multiplayer games will drop off a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you'll be able to just go like to a bar with your friends or whatever, go, uh, go to the local sports ball game. Um, <laughs> I, I fucking say that like I don't watch sports. Um, <laughs> I'm watching a hockey game in an hour. Um, but yeah, it's. I actually think single player games will continue to. I think this has boosted them permanently. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're nothing's going to balloon like it did last year. Uh, but I think those people who got back into gaming, like you were talking about after being away for, you know, maybe since they were kids or teenagers, you know, if they went out and bought a switch or an Xbox or a PlayStation, that's a big investment. Mm -hmm. And if they've spent six to nine to 12 months kind of getting used to playing games as part of their schedule, I don't think that's going to go away. Uh, it might like yeah. lessen a little bit. It might shift from time to time and over time, but I don't think it's going to go away. Uh, and I think stuff like Game Pass and then the future with game streaming and stuff like that, not watching game being played, but like, you know, streaming via Stadia, xCloud, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think because those have been accelerated so much and we're so we're on the brink of that happening I, those things will only help secure gaming in people's lives right mm-hmm. i think I, I agree with you that like if game pass didn't exist those people who went out and bought xboxes they might fade over time and stop playing go back to not playing games once they've played the you know couple that they wanted to play but i th- this this, like ability to just like not have to worry about buying a $60 game or a $40 game, just being able to play one and having a regular rotation come in. I think it's a fundamental shift and it'll Mm -hmm. make it where it's more likely for them to continue playing games because the barrier to them getting new games to play and finding new games to play is lowered a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, with so many multiplayer games being cross-platforming and free to play, the more game streaming becomes a thing, the more they're going, people who maybe picked up gaming after a while or whatever are going to try and encourage their friends to play with them. Mm -hmm. And game streaming will make that a lot easier. If you can buy a $50 dongle and plug it into your TV, you know, maybe pay a hundred bucks for a whole bundle that comes with a controller and everything as well. And then be playing games with your friends. A lot more people will do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I wish the whole industry was leaning into it. 
rather than just Microsoft. <laughs> uh, and to some degree with game streaming Google, but like normal people don't know what Stadia is. So, um, but yeah, although I will say, I don't think without the pandemic Stadia is, you know, ends up doing as well as as, um, <laughs> which is sad, but <laughs> yeah, it's, if if I mean just imagine if Sony and Nintendo I don't know if Nintendo will ever lean into it because they have a history of not messing with online anything the internet is evil um but if just imagine if those two were also leaning into it as heavily as Microsoft is mm-hmm. like the revolution that that would bring in gaming especially with all these new people coming into the the community um i don't know i just think that'd be really cool and another reason i I think it'll kind of sustain as well is uh friend groups did this right like one got a switch and started playing over animal crossing and started talking about it to other ones and then three four five more in the group all got it and then played together and then they proceeded to go on and you know, play other games together and play Among Us together and play whatever else together. And I think because the whole friend group has now become used to gaming being a part of their conversation and what they do together, that will help sustain it into the future. Yeah. Also, gaming is just fun. <laughs> but and it's super entertaining, just like a movie or a show, but it's active. So... You know, it's it's easier to stay engaged with, and in this day and age, staying engaged with something is very hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, I guess, more sp- to get into specifically, like, uh, you know, breaking it down by by platform, I think, um, you were saying about, about, about Nintendo and, and Sony, I... I do wonder if post pandemic what Sony or how how well Sony is going to do cuz I feel like I mean yeah they're selling out of PS5s right now but um it's not very hard is... when you have such limited <laughs> stock. <laughs> um but I do wonder like I don't know. I feel like Microsoft has a lot of advantages coming into this this generation um, in terms of just, you know, value with the, you know, the Xbox uh, Xbox Series S. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Game Pass. Uh, they just they just have a much better value proposition. Nintendo, I think this last year has shown that Nintendo can Nintendo and still make a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I mean, there's this whole, like the whole rumor of the, the switch pro coming out. Like Nintendo doesn't need a switch pro with 4k, like (laughs) selling out of, uh, out of, uh, switches like regular switches. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's going to happen eventually, but like not for not this year. I would be surprised if it happened this year. Um, but I do wonder, like, you know, are we going to see Microsoft kind of, I don't know, come back a little bit from last generation and Nintendo too. Um, well, I guess they've already kind of come back from last generation, but, you know, just keep, keep going and, you know, keep growing alongside microsoft and i do wonder if sony is going to struggle a little bit um just because again they just don't have the value proposition that that microsoft or even you know nintendo honestly um have at this point yeah because you can get into this sorry no go ahead Oh, so you can you know you can get into the Switch ecosystem for two hundred dollars. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know that's the cheapest console you can get right now. And like the big um, thing about the Switch 
that makes it so good is it's portable. Yes. That's the like differentiating factor. Yeah. And and like if you have an Xbox, you're probably not gonna buy a PlayStation or vice versa. Most people don't buy both. But like you could easily have a switch and have either one of them. And that's totally reasonable. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna have two consoles, it's gonna be this the Switch and either a PS4 or an Xbox. Yeah. Or a PS5 or an Xbox series, whatever. Yeah. Um So yeah, I mean I don't know cuz I I'm a little sad cuz I do I mean I really love Sony's first party games. Um I just recently replayed Spider-Man. Um that is I mean Oh, that game is amazing. Um So they make really they make really good games like first party games and but they're i don't know they just don't have they just don't have that value that that you can get from from the other platforms especially right now yeah i i think if i were a sony fan or sony in the playstation Mm -hmm. part of the company i i'd be a little worried and afraid right now yeah about the future uh, because Nintendo's on their own track. They, they virtually have no competition. <laughs> so, but the, the yeah. biggest competitor with Microsoft, like the, I think the biggest kind of advantage that Sony has had over, uh, that PlayStation has had over Xbox, uh, has been the, the their exclusives and, and the JRPG market and like having that market in Japan specifically that they're basically the only console like nobody in japan buys xboxes but phil spencer has for more than a few years now made it very clear that like building up a market in japan is very important to him Mm -hmm. and you can tell like he's taken action on it uh if you look at i mean like i said earlier octopath travelers now on xbox and Mm -hmm. in the microsoft store on pc and part of game pass in both places with cloud save yeah um and there are several other jrpgs including quite a few final fantasies that are on game pass and they keep adding more and more and it's very obviously like i'm enjoying it because i love jrpgs Mm -hmm. but like it's very obviously (laughs) for the japanese audience um, and I just think, especially with Microsoft buying all of these studios, <laughs> like the number of studios they have acquired in the past five years is absurd. Of course, with Bethesda being like the crowning achievement, at least as of right now, um, there have been rumors over the past couple of months that they're going to make another big acquisition very soon. And it's actually going to be a Japanese studio. Uh, oh. Sega has been talked about. So is Bandai that, Namco. That be interesting. So, um, I think if I think it's very likely that they buy a Japanese studio, and if that happens, Sony should be afraid. Yeah, because they're going to start eating into the Japanese market, and that's like Sony's guaranteed base. Uh, I think the U.S. market, though, well. is is well. I mean, obviously Nintendo plays a role there as well but like if you're looking for a a, a like home console that's not portable playstation is what people get in japan more often than not it's not xbox um but yeah i i think honestly the u.s and uh, to some extent the european markets uh, if sony doesn't do something soon the future is not going to be kind to them um they're not making changes <laughs> and that's uh, it's just not good and, uh and in some ways they're actually going away from where they need to <laughs> yeah to do. like I, like the aforementioned design of the console itself um as gaming becomes more ubiquitous you need to make the design of that console that's sitting underneath people's tvs less garish <laughs> <laughs> 
not more. Yeah. <laughs> and Xbox and my people at Microsoft get that. They've designed a box. <laughs> it's pretty unassuming. And I, like, I'm a minimalist. So like, it's pleasing to my eye. But to most people, mm-hmm. it's just kind of neutral, which is exactly what it should be. That's what's going to get people to buy it. If, if somebody who knows nothing about games goes into the store and they see an Xbox series, whatever, either one next to a PlayStation 5, and then you're like, well, on this one, you got the Halo, man. Oh, cool. And it looks, look, <laughs> that one looks dumb. I don't want that one under my TV. Yeah, let's get this one. Boom. There you go. And that's parents buying for their kids. And mm-hmm. they're not listening to what the kid says he wants. They just know he's heard a kid talk about the Halo man, and there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Game Pass. What's this? Oh, does PlayStation have it? No, it doesn't. Well, there you go. Guess we're getting the Xbox. I don't have to buy him a game. Then I can just pay 15 bucks a month. Boom. Um, I think that's yeah. a market that a lot of people forget about, too, is parents with kids. Right? Like, a grandparent could buy a kid an Xbox with a year subscription to Game Pass. And, like, they're set. Yeah. And that's like one and a half games for a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> or may- maybe two games for a PS5. <laughs> like, that's in no way does that compete. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how many good first party games you have and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't compete. And I will say, Sony has started to crack the door a bit, right? They started doing cross play with more games. Mm-hmm. But also, um, MLB The Show, which has long been a Sony exclusive because it's actually made by their studio in San Diego, um, is coming to Xbox for the first time ever this year, which I'm super excited. I didn't realize it was yeah. Yeah. made by them. PlayStation Studios. Huh. Um, I'm super excited because I'm, I'm a baseball fan. I like the Mariners. So uh, I'll be able to play that for the first time ever in 4K, 60 FPS. It's going to be glorious. Nice. Um, but... There, I think that I, I, I'm not saying I think God of War is coming to Xbox anytime soon, right? Like that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But maybe PC though. Yeah, that's true, and I think that's another indication that Sony realizes they're in a weak position is they've started yeah. putting exclusives on the PC uh, because they saw Xbox move into the PC space. And Xbox mm. definitely is leaps and bounds ahead of them on the PC with since Game Pass is there. Now with EA Play, and they're bringing more and more games into the Microsoft Store under Game Pass. Uh, and they're like using Game Pass as a Trojan horse <laughs> to get the games in the Microsoft Store. Because then when they leave Game Pass, they're still in the Microsoft Store on PC. Because mm. you can buy them for a discount while they're on Game Pass. And they give you reminders. Like it'll pop up and say, hey, this is leaving Game Pass soon. Don't forget to pick it up with your discount before it does. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And then it's in the Microsoft Store. And you get the advantages of things like Xbox Cloud Save, uh, cross-platform multiplayer, all that kind of stuff built in. So even in that area, obviously since Microsoft owns the damn OS, um, Sony's behind, but they're at least trying to make an effort. But that's like the only one. But... <laughs> I understand MLB the show is, is kind of different because it's a sports game. So they're very mm-hmm. clearly leaving people on the table, right? People are not going to usually buy a PlayStation just for a baseball game. When if like every other game they want on an Xbox. Um, but like people will buy a PlayStation just for God of War and Spider-Man and whatever else. So yeah. Um, I don't know. We got on this long tangent about... <laughs> <laughs> that stuff but uh but I, I think this is the pandemic because of the way that it's it has accelerated gaming but also accelerated microsoft and xbox and the switch but like you don't hear as much about it accelerating playstation for the exact reasons that you were talking about uh i think that will kind of inadvertently be a lasting effect uh for sony and they they've got ground to make up, and there's no integration in the indication that they're trying, or that they even really yeah. realized it that much. But yeah, and I think that's kind of a long term yes. effect of this. 
I think the moral of the story, though, is you need to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, God. It's on PC. <laughs> and every time that... You know what? I'll, I'm going to remind you of that at every opportunity. I'll play it as soon as I get through my backlog. <laughs> so never. <laughs> uh, I have a backlog, too, Cody. I know how this works. Especially when I keep adding games. Like, now I'm uh, playing Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh. Which is actually really fun. <laughs> I fucking wish it were on Xbox, though. I'm having to play it on PC. I would love to be oh, able to sit not? on the couch and play that game. Not to mention, Brooke would love that game. Just, oh my god, she'd love that game. But How is that not on, it's, uh, yeah, that not on Xbox? I know. The only Dragon Quest game that's on Xbox is Dragon Quest Eleven. That's it. So, Dragon Quest Builders 1 and 2, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, neither of those are on Xbox. Yeah. It's really frustrating. That's so weird. It's a whole other comp- company we could do a, uh, a episode on is Square Enix. I'm just waiting for Xbox to buy them too. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine no. what the reaction would be? And I mean, like pre Bethesda oh, I- deal, I would have been, like, oh, that'll never happen. But like, they bought Bethesda. <laughs> Like that's huge. I, I will. I will cry. I'll love Although, it. <laughs> if, I, if I'm being probably. honest, I would 100% root for that deal to happen <laughs> because then it's like, okay, I'm guaranteed Final Fantasy games forever. Drag every Dragon Quest game is going to be coming to Xbox and PC. Like, <laughs> see that? That's the thing that would be like, okay, I'm getting an Xbox. <laughs> like if that happened, I'd just be like, okay, sorry, Uh-oh. I'm getting an Xbox now. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> a lot of got, people would have to do that because they've got Tomb Raider. Well, and you realize that not only does that mean that all those games are coming to Xbox, right? But it also means they're all coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could you imagine talking about value propositions? The value proposition of Game Pass if every single Square Enix game suddenly was on there. That would be that'd be insane. I mean, it's already enough with the Bethesda games, to be quite honest. That's already huge. But every screen... Oh, my God, man. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Um, I will say I'm ex- I mean, really encouraged about Octopath Traveler coming to the Xbox because that means that Project Triangle strategy will end up on Xbox as well. Yeah. So, But, yeah. Anyway, somehow this got turned into talking about the state of the gaming industry. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of what. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall um, there have actually been a lot of positive effects on the gaming industry because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so. And a lot of a lot of negative ones too. But yeah, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> next time. Next time on Level Up. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> Same level up time. I don't know. That's not a better in my head. <laughs> Anyways. Same level up podcast to you. <laughs> so, um <laughs> your suggestion of the week. Yes. I think it's very, very uh very timely. Shouldn't even um, take that long to talk about it. Considering your topic. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, was my pick this week. And uh, I finally broke down with the Bethesda acquisition going through and all and like 20 of Bethesda's games suddenly being on there. And, and I'm going to suggest Xbox Game Pass. Um, if you're on an Xbox or you're on PC or, I'm going to throw a little uh, twist in here, if you're on Android... Uh, because nope. I have one of the phone clip things for like the, the Xbox controller mm-hmm. and have used xCloud a bit more lately. Um, and man, it's, it's gotten a lot better and they're t- currently transitioning the hardware over to Xbox series X. They're supposed to finish that transition by the end of the year. Um, and xCloud is actually coming to technically pc but i think basically just compute like macs and pcs 
in the first half of this year. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, definitely through the Xbox app on PC. But from the way that they're talking about it and everything, it's also going to be coming just like Stadia is on the web. So you should be able to open up any browser and play any xCloud game. Uh, so it's it's even a thing to get if you don't own an Xbox or you're on a Mac and things like that. Pretty soon it'll be a thing to get for that too because uh, that's, that's pretty nice. Uh, I think that's going to be something that drives a lot of Xbox sales because people get it, try it out, like it, and then want to also play it on their TV. Um, but yeah, I, I would highly suggest it. It is, I have never seen a better deal, period on anything ever like <laughs> I still don't know how they're managing it they must be losing money or something um, especially with the EA play deal in there like I don't uh, it's it's kind of absurd how many games are in there now and and it's only going to get better because they have acquired all these studios so um Pretty soon, every Bethesda game ever will be on there, and any studio that Bethesda owns. So, um, Arcane and Id, and a lot of the Id ones are already on there. Um, and anybody else like that will be will be on Game Pass. Um, and you know they've got they own Obsidian as well. So, mm-hmm. well, they like to call them partners, but they own them. They let them exist as like their own studio and don't interfere with them. They basically just say, we'll fund whatever the fuck you want, which is pretty cool. I love Phil Spencer for that. Um, But uh, so Obsidian is actually working on a basically their version of Elder Scrolls, but in, uh, in their Pillars of Eternity universe, which I'm pretty excited about. But, and then of course you all, you also have like the Halos and the Gears of Wars and such, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see if they acquire a Japanese studio because that could lead to more JRPGs, which I'd be really excited about if they had a team, you know, that's part of the Xbox family, so to speak, that's making JRPGs. Um, that'd be pretty dope. They technically already own a Japanese studio, uh, because as part of the Bethesda acquisition. Uh, Tango, I believe, is the name of the studio. They're the ones who made, um, oh my god, I don't remember that. It's a horror game. I'll remember it in a second. Um, well, now I'm just gonna have to look it up. The Evil Within, that's it, yeah. Oh. Uh, Tango Gameworks, I believe is what they're called. But I've heard of. they are based, I think, in Tokyo. I know it's in Japan. Um, so technically, they already own one. But, but yeah. Oh, they are in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a good value. Like, it's just insane um, on both Xbox and PC and now on Android as well. There are a lot of good games on there. Uh, I've been, I played some Dirt 5 on my phone the other day. Um, I've played Dragon Quest XI on my phone. Oh, nice. Uh, Technically, you can use the touch controls, but I would not suggest that. You can just hook up any any controller you want. I mean, obviously, the logical one to use is an Xbox controller, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure technically, technically, it works with a PlayStation controller. I'm not 100% on that, but um, just hook it up through Bluetooth to your device, and there you go. Um, And then there's a... I think the rumor is that it's coming to iOS when they also launch it on PC, like on desktop, because they'll be launching it through, like, the web, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so it's going to be in so it'll, browser? Yeah, it'll be an in-browser experience, but it'll be tailored to that screen size, which they have a lot of experience with since the Android app has it already. Um, kind of similar to what Stadia's done. Um, and there's, I have a theory that they're going to bring xCloud streaming to the Xbox because they recently in the alpha build, um, that you can get if you're one of the testers, they took the new Microsoft edge and ported it to Xbox. So they now have a Chromium browser on Xbox. 
Uh, and to me, that indicates, hey, streaming is coming to Xbox, which is really interesting. Uh, that has a lot of interesting like effects that that could be there. I expected them to release a dongle, but if they're going to bring streaming directly to <laughs> the Xbox itself, that could be pretty cool. Um, I wonder why they would like. I would think they just do like a dedicated app or something on the Xbox. I think, like, I think eventually they will. Um, or I could even see them integrating it into the store. So the way it works on the xCloud app or the Xbox mm-hmm. game streaming app on the phone, when you go to a game that is on console, PC, and cloud, or on cloud and one of the two, the other two, there's a play button and then there's an install button. So the play button starts streaming it. And the install button, you choose which console or whatever you want to install it to. And I think there could be a day at some point once they... Because my theory is also that eventually every game on Xbox, period, will be an xCloud. Right? So you can either install it or just stream it. If you own the game. Period. But if they ever get to that point... Technically, I guess before then, they could just have a play button in the store or in your library natively to the mm-hmm. OS where you just click, you know, play and you're playing it um, while it like installs in the background if you want it locally. But so like the they, they may be using the Edge browser as like a test, you know, and then mm-hmm. they'll just release a dedicated app, but it's really just a wrapper for a Chromium <laughs> app, you know, um, because they are, yeah. the reports are that they're going to bring xCloud to the Xbox app on PC. So it'll be in a native app experience there. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Though technically you could also do it through the browser. I'll be interested to try that out once it, like, hits uh, PC and, uh, or I guess in my case, Mac and uh, iOS. Just to get, no, just to give it a shot, because I think it'd be kind of, I think it'd be kind of fun, I think, yeah. to do an episode it's, on that. It's definitely worth a try, especially since you can pay a dollar and get three months. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, um, then? Well, <laughs> I think, so... I think the like normal deal is you pay a dollar and get a month, but if you hit mm-hmm. it during the right times when they're doing a sale, which I mean they do that every few months, you know, like it's pretty often. The sale price for Game Pass, if you're coming to it brand new, is a dollar for three months. I mean, either way, that's you know why not? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm, I would say, if you're not in a rush to try it, wait until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. For, for game streaming specifically, like if you already have a uh, an Xbox or a PC, go ahead and get it, Game Pass now and install games and have fun. But for the game streaming, if that's the only aspect you're going to use and you're not really in a rush to use it, wait till they switch the hardware over to the Series X hardware because then you'll be truly impressed. Uh, it's not bad now. As long as you have good internet, it's good. But you can still run into, people run into issues with like lag and stuff. Because right now it's just running on Xbox One S hardware, which is <laughs> not great. Like, it's not terrible. It's not like an original Xbox One or anything. But it's not great. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Might not be a bad idea. So it'll knock your socks off when you use it. Um, but yeah, so that's my suggestion. Go check out Xbox Game Pass. Guarantee you will find at least a handful of games that you might like to try out on there and probably a few that you actually genuinely love yeah i'm just i'm just actually just looking through right now there's a lot of good stuff on here that's star wars games on there the newest one because it's on ea play oh that one that one is also really good no Man's Sky is on there. Yes. Um, let's see. Obviously, Octopath Traveler. Dirt 5. Dirt 5. Oh, my God. 
Dirt Five was almost my suggestion of the week. It's it's been so fucking good. I love it so much. Um, the all new the Mass Effect games. Yeah, yeah, all of those. The new uh, if you're into sports games, right now the twenty ones are on there, but they're uh, except for Madden. Madden twenty ones on there, but they're about to release the twenty one of all the other games like FIFA and NHL as well. Um, of course, Sim like City I said, <laughs> what'd you say? Sim City Four is on there. <laughs> um, that's a that's an oldie. Uh, of course, they just dropped twenty Bethesda games, including all the Dooms. Every single Doom ever made is on there now, including Doom sixty four. Um, <laughs> uh, that's great. The the the, the newer edition of Skyrim is on there. Uh, oh, both oh, Dishonored's yes. are on there. Prey's on there. Uh, Morrowind is on there. Oblivion's on there. And I think... I Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, it is. It is. Fallout 4 is on there. So is Fallout 76. But I think, if I'm not mistaken... Let me, let me double check on that. Well, on the PC, it's weird. I want to say every single one of those Bethesda games is also in the cloud. So all 20 of those Bethesda... Or most of those, like 15 out of 20 or something like that, are on console, PC, and cloud. Which is pretty cool. Oh, Destiny 2 and the expansions are on mm-hmm. there. Maybe yeah. Co- yep. we could finally play Destiny together. <laughs> what will come first, Game Pass in the in the browser or or crossplay in Destiny? <laughs> uh, if you like old school RTSs, all three definitive editions of Age of Empire, of the three in, in Age of Empires, are on there. So Age of Empires 1, 2, and 3, Definitive Editions. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. it's a lot of good stuff on here. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, I don't understand how. Uh, they also uh, added, not too long ago, a play later feature, kind of like a, a watch later, like a queue or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Which was a really, <laughs> really nice addition. <laughs> that's actually a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. You know, just to build up your backlog even more. Exactly. They got the oh, they got Kingdom Hearts on there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them are on there. Damn it, Sony! Why can't oh, you do something like uh, they just game? added? Uh, what is it? Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, that one is that one's pretty decent. Well, it's on Game Pass now. I would say if you, if you have Game Pass, I would say play it. But because um, it's like worth playing, but not like worth buying. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found out the hard way. Mm-hmm. Damn, this is so many. Yeah, man. I'm on page. I'm on page like thirty of. I don't even know what. It's a lot. It just keeps going. It is a lot. Oh no! Wait, I think I hit the end. <laughs> Thirty-one. Still, that's what thirty-one times. Oh, Among Us is on there. Yeah, it is. Thirty-one times on the PC version specifically. That's over six hundred games. So yeah. It's Damn. insane. And it's only going to grow because they own all these... Every every game made by one of their studios is guaranteed day one on Game Pass. And it'll stay on there forever, which is nice. And then they've, they're constantly making deals to get other games on there. So... Yeah, I would highly recommend checking it out. So this just, just just makes me think how much money Nintendo is sitting leaving on the table. They could do five bucks a month yep. through their entire back catalog. Mm-hmm. People will pay it. <laughs> I that would convince me to buy a Switch. Yeah, like 
And I, I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there who would buy a Switch simply for that. <laughs> and when I say like back catalog, I mean like, obviously, NES, Super Nintendo, N64, mm-hmm. GameCube. But I also, I don't give a shit about Wii and Wii U, um, but I also mean well, all Wii their... Wii games are on <laughs> Switch anyway now. <laughs> I also mean all their portable games. So give me yes. Game Boy Advance, give me DS and 3DS games, right? That's what I want. Yes. Give me that. Yes, that would be like ugh, they could they could make a killing doing that. I mean, they could spend they could spend a couple years not even making any new games, just implementing that and people mm-hmm. would be fine. <laughs> like <laughs> well, Let's not go too crazy. Still, less, you're not going to get a new. You're not going to get a new Zelda or Metroid game any time this decade. Anyways, just you know, take what you can get, man. Now we got Breath of the Wild two coming out fall 2021. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. That was oh my god, that Nintendo, the first Nintendo Direct, like real Nintendo Direct since 2019, broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Because what's the Aonuma, or however you pronounce it, I probably butchered that, um, comes on and is like, and I'm just like, yes, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. And he goes, we're not, we don't have any news about Breath of the Wild 2 to share. I'm like, oh. Like, right off the bat, just crushed my dreams. But it's happening. It's happening this year. I'm not, I, I, I will not believe otherwise until Nintendo inevitably tells me otherwise all i'm saying is i said the same thing about cyberpunk for years Mm. i've said the same thing and me and many other people said the same thing about starfield for years (laughs) hey maybe bethesda can finally finish that now that microsoft is uh bankrolling them oh yeah yeah no they'll probably still take (laughs) now that they have more they're like oh we can just expand the scope longer Add another five years. We don't need to release. We this can game add even soon. more bugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I think uh, I think that about wraps that up, though. I think that covers it. Yes. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure you subscribe uh, or head over to uh, Level Up or Anchor.fm slash Level Up L V L dash U P. To, to stay tuned for next the next episode where we kind of continue this conversation but we're talking about the negative yes. effects because uh, I think that'll be interesting obviously we're going to talk a lot about supply chain stuff being completely fucked up but there's other stuff as well um, but yeah thanks for sticking around and uh, bearing with us as we had to you know push back the release date a week uh, but yeah thanks guys see you next time latest.